Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. On today's episode, we want to talk about the mental load. We want to talk about the mental load conversation. That's true. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. It's a little different, a little twist on it there. Okay. (laughs) Say more. Well, I think we will say more, but I think... (laughs) You don't... What we are not going to do today is... um, really get into the mental load. What we're going to do today is really dissect how often the conversation about the mental load goes wrong. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I I was just affirming what you were saying. Yes. Because it is very, very, very common for this conversation between couples to to not lead, to not be generative, to not feel like, oh, we really came to understand one another better. Yep. I know more about your experience and I feel even right. more connected to and you. And change is going to happen. Right. We're really going to, we're really going to take this moment and we're going to, we're going to change some stuff. <laughs> How we know this is we hear it a lot from you. We're always happy to hear your experiences. Um, it's all over any sort of social media. If you follow any parent page, yeah, um, just how terrible it is. And the comment sections on these types of posts and podcasts that we've been a part of and others is full of, I mean, honestly, it sounds a lot of different ways, but the, the core of it, I think is heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, that misunderstanding and uh, feeling missed and ultimately heartbroken. Well, I think it's hard. And we've referred to um, sometimes partners get into conversations that we term like dead end dialogues. Ugh. And and I think that this is a oftentimes a dead end dialogue for um, partners. And it is heartbreaking because it, at the end of it, like both partners leave just feeling really misunderstood and they feel hurt. They also feel misrepresented. And they feel really scared. Yeah, too, and often but, very angry, often mm-hmm. very sad, often pretty despairing, kind of despondent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what we want to do is talk about that. Yes. And how perhaps to have that go a different way. Yes. Yes. And so we're going to do that today. And also, fun fact, we are releasing a workshop this Friday on the mental load to try and help this not be a dead end dialogue anymore in parenting partner couples. So I, I bet it's a coincidence we're talking about it today. It, it just so happened. You know, the mm-hmm. universe just aligned and we were like, oh, wow. Isn't that, isn't that just crazy how that worked out? <laughs> um, it is very important. Um, we are very excited about this workshop coming up. Yeah. It's really helpful. It's really... Um, practical? Uh, practical. Yeah, I was going to say d- direct, um, but I was making like bullet points with my hand. This and no what, one can see your this hand. This is what our podcast is missing. Sound effects <laughs> and um, visual. And and video. Video. What yeah. is, does that then make it a YouTube? But we yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but we'd have to get um, dressed up a lot more for the if we were doing a visual. Which means it would never happen. Which yeah, that'd um, be tough. Anyway, we digress, but I do really like this workshop. I think it's yeah. Um, it's going to help you out. Yeah. Exactly. You should check it out. But first, so we're kind of, yes. um, letting you know about it in the podcast here, but so, so how, how does this dead end dialogue go for many 
um, parenting partner relationships. Well, let's, you know what? How about we check in with Jesse and James and see what's happening in their world? What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So Jesse and James are a couple with a toddler and a baby on the way. And the mental load is a conversation they have tried to have before, but it gets defensive and shut down pretty quickly. It often starts out something like Jesse saying, so I saw this thing on Instagram today about the mental load and how it can actually be helpful and connective for partners to talk about it. And James feels his chest get tight. And before he even realizes it, Jesse sees him roll his eyes. This conversation immediately has triggered a nervous system reaction in both Jesse and James. I just noticed Jesse James. <laughs> like like what? Like the, in he, it, wasn't that a cowboy outlaw or something? I have no idea who Jesse James is. I'm not sure. I, th- I, I think he was a famous outlaw. Like a real person? I think. We'll have to look that up. But anyway, Jesse and James, not Jesse James, y'all. This is Jesse and James. No relation. That is hilarious. All right. So anyway, so Jesse and James, they're in a real, real predicament here. Um, And Jesse starts with a a lot of words and explaining how it's not really her that wants to talk about it, but these randoms from Instagram who think it's a good idea for them to talk about. So Jesse's like, it's it's Aaron and Steven. Mm -hmm. They said we should. Um, And so why does she do this? Well, because she's anxious. She wants to talk about this and clear some of the tension around it, but it never goes well. And so her nervous system has gone into overdrive. She get, She's really nervous about it. She doesn't know what to do. She's saying, we should do this on Instagram. She gets really chatty and her body even gets really busy. And she just thinking about having this conversation. So that's where Jesse is. Now, let's see where James is. Um, I still can't get over Jesse James. That's hilarious. Um, so James hears Jesse start talking and hears all the anxiety in her voice and his body begins to prep for, for that anxiety as well. His nervous system braces for what he perceives to be an oncoming attack on how little he does and all the things he'll never understand. And his nervous system has learned to adapt in a different way than Jesse, who gets a little hyped and and anxious. He shuts down in his anxiousness. And one way he signals the defeat he feels is he rolls his eyes. Now Now this again, Jesse sees the eye roll and her body shuts down too before it can be abandoned in its vulnerable state of trying to share. And her shutdown may sound something like, oh, perfect. So glad to see you're ready to try to be open-minded about this and really want to try to get to know me. To which James likely says back something like, you're right. These conversations about mental load are always so open and affirming to both of our experiences and us really trying to get to know one another better. The end result is they both walk away feeling really misunderstood, misrepresented, uh, despairing, hurt feelings, probably angry. You, you, you might even know how this feels because this might happen to you. Um, I know we have had that <laughs> happen. We've been Jesse and James, but never Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is it too late to start over and change the name? <laughs> no, so we don't have to hear it about it again. So awesome! I love it. I love it. Um, so 
that's maybe how this mental load conversation goes and ends up being a dead end dialogue for a lot of parenting partners. So I think before we go any further, I think it would be really important for you if you have had this conversation before to think about um, not the specifics. You don't need to try to get into like, yeah, and then I say this and then they say this and then like that. Um, that will perpetuate dead end dialogue. Mm-hmm. What I am really curious about, though, is if you can sort of um, find a pattern for what might happen, you know, just like the basics, like a very umbrella um, description of what this conversation has either gone like or felt like or sounded like. And maybe it's just like maybe a little aggressive or maybe mm-hmm. a little defensive yeah. or maybe there was some criticism or maybe there was some whatever um, basics. And if you have not had this conversation before, what do you think it would go like? What do you think it might sound like? What do you think it might feel like? Why haven't you? What What is the physical experience you have hearing about Jesse and James? All of those types of things. Just familiarize yourself with what it's like for you in your body right now. Yeah. Yeah. So for but- you, I'm curious, when reading about Jesse and James, what happens to your body? Oh, man. I... I think that there is that feeling of, um, I, well, uh, maybe two things. There's there's defensiveness because in the times that we've maybe had this conversation, there is there is a feeling like um, of feeling like I'm not doing anything or I'm not doing enough or, or whatever. That, it that's might the be. message you're going to hear. It, yeah, and mm-hmm. so there's a, a, a defensiveness um, there. But I think that there's also, if I look a little deeper too, there's a little like anxiety and fear because I do think that there's something about the conversation that I just don't understand very clearly or, or can't really understand um, because I do think that our you know, just our experiences of expectations around parenting kind of in the culture and world we live in, um, sort of our, um, you know, being a heteronormative couple. So like what, like gender stereotypes, all all these things like kind of come into play and sort of muddy the water a lot of times in terms of, I think me being able to, um, access your experience. And then there's a feeling of like, I know I'm not going to be able to, like, I don't get it. I'm not going to get it. And I'm not going to get it right. Or, and that's going to be, make it worse or or whatever it might be. I mean, there's, and even if you hear that, that, that's not a really, it's just more of it. That's not necessarily a super well thought out. um, Well, it's the feeling, but it's the feeling of like, Oh no, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to even do this wrong, you know, the conversation kind of yep. about yep. the conversation. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so can I ask one more question about that? Yeah. I didn't know this was going to be an interview me <laughs> session. So get sure. ready. Buckle up. <laughs> um, so in that place of fear, like that one layer mm-hmm. deeper where you're like, I feel, and I don't actually know if you use the word insecure or if I just interpreted that like some insecurity yeah, 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 about sure. this. That, that feels right. Yeah. What, what do you historically think is your reaction to that feeling? Like, how do you, like, how does your body? Well, I think that that's where the defensiveness comes in to be like, yeah, okay. no, I'm so doing this. I mean I'm doing that. How does like, defensive look or sound or like what, what would someone who didn't know that you were feeling defensive oh, sure. observe? Yeah. I mean, I think I get, um, well, I think some of this is just based on who I am as a person I, and maybe well, yeah. personality yes. things mm-hmm. too. I, I definitely think I get kind of quiet, dismissive, 
and I can get criti- like I can get critical, I think, where I might where you might say something and, and in return what I might do is just criti- criticize you or be like, well, that's because you did it, you know, what, whatever it might be like. It, it's sort of definitely uh, sort of definitely. So definitely <laughs> a, a kind of uh, a, definitely a, a kind of uh, but like trying to trying to like. Um, like move out of the way of it. Like, like, well, it's not really me or it's, it's not that I'm not doing that bad of a job or uh, whatever that might be. Um, Okay. I think, I I think that's helpful data because I do think we don't. Is that what it feels like? like, To be perfectly honest. No, I didn't resonate. I don't think you've ever been critical in a conversation. I think you can be critical other times in our life. Yeah. Um, Like, Today, after a muddy hike, watching our dog get in the car, I thought you were about to just rip the <laughs> trunk off. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't experience the criticism. Sure. Otherwise, okay. I do experience a little bit more shut down. And when you were moving your body again, mm-hmm. um, why we should be on YouTube? Um, like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And I even think right. you're a yeah to move out of the way person. Yeah, and you're a little bit inarticulate right now. Um, not well, a criticism. Yeah, <laughs> just, just an observation. Just pretty, pretty harsh right now. I, well, I also no, think you're I'm trying just... to describe something you weren't prepared to describe. So sure. I don't mean it, but I do think that it does create some. Well, and I am describing nerves. it, and I'm aware of it, and I also don't want to say something that could Wrong. be offensive or like yeah. where 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 it like shows oh that guy's just like every guy doesn't get it like like I, I mean I. You know, that there is that kind of that idea of like, I'm going to have this conversation the wrong way. Now, that's not, again, um, to say that someone needs to like um, tell you you're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, help me no. with that. But, but I just mean that that's some of the Good what news. happens. No one's here to do that. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do think even what you just said, that reaction of I'm just like every guy who has mm-hmm. this conversation wrong. That's the narrative. I, yes. mean, I think that is the setup. Yeah. Um, this, the societal setup. I don't think that's anyone's intention. I don't think that that's what like all partners. And again, we, we are in, um, an opposite sex relationship. Like Mm -hmm. that's never been my intent, Mm -hmm. but that is how this conversation gets set up. I think a, a lot of the time. And so I think you come in feeling like, I've already got it wrong or I better not misstep, which I don't think makes it feel your most authentic. Right. Well, it isn't really fair to you because you're really not like a, I mean, that makes you sound like someone who's just waiting to, to pounce and, you know, like, you know, I I think that that is the very first part of how this conversation doesn't work. Yeah. That's the said that's yeah. Mental load comes up and there is an immediate reaction of can't wait to fail. Right. I really do think very often, honestly, I want to say every single time we've ever had this conversation you, with any couple, it's felt like that. Do you feel like what, I mean, so let's, let's turn the tables, okay. Aaron. Um, what does it feel like for you? Because I don't think you have the the idea of like, oh, I can't wait to fail in this conversation. No, not even a little. I think there's something else. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think, uh, well we've actually had this conversation go great a lot of times after it going poorly yes. a bazillion times. Yes. But I mean, at this point in sure. our dialogue, I expect it to go. Yeah. I, uh, I expect it to feel like I feel felt. And it understood. feels like a better conversation. It does feel like a better conversation. And, and also we've had it 
17 million times Over personally. 15 years. Yeah. yeah. And then in the last three years, when this has become like a very popular topic, we've had it a lot, mm-hmm. even professionally. So I think my experience is a little bit different than it would have been if you'd asked me five years ago. But sure. um, I think, and honestly, five years ago, we weren't calling it the mental load. When we were when we were trying to have this conversation, when you and I were having every yeah. couple has been trying to have this conversation for a while yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, we didn't have a we, well. At least we didn't label it that. Yeah. It, it Which can be really helpful. Oh yeah, yeah, it can be. But also, it can be. It can trigger that mm-hmm. nervous system reaction. But I think where I feel about it is, and and I don't think it's fair. Is what I'm saying. I think what I think that. The the woman in my seat typically feels about it. Is that fair, or do I do you feel like I'm? Well, I don't know. It's it's what you feel. I I do. Feel I think like... they expect it to go poorly. I think the expectation is like, I really wish we could talk mm-hmm. about this. I really want you to see that I'm not trying to set you up, mm-hmm. and that this isn't like some big reverse psychology right, trick to right. make you feel like garbage about yourself but really what i want to do is talk about me, me yeah ooh, like really deep. what i want you to understand isn't that i think you're awful and that you're not doing anything and that yeah. you're terrible and that you don't help and that you don't see me it's me like yeah. can for a little bit can we suspend this societal narrative about it and right. have you just like try to see me Mm-hmm. And like my mm-hmm. my real desire, that's what I think. Um, I think that that th- so for me that fits so well with with the, just our conversation. I think that honestly that was one of the really helpful things for me in this conversation is kind of maybe somehow that clicking for me. Um, you know, this isn't really about me or my defensiveness or what, whatever, but you're just trying to describe something about your experience and, you know, obviously wanting help, help and things like that, but you really just, yeah, just want to, that help word. Yeah. 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 That has asterisks, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We all heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that in, in the, you know, all the couples that we talked to about this, that is the. I, I think honestly, in some ways, that is the 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 baseline desire for both partners. Yes. Um, and but I, that can't happen at the same right, time. Right. It can't. It can't. And I will say, you kind of said you as the the woman, and, and we are saying yes, we're an opposite sex couple. But I do think that even in same same sex couples, um, we talk to same sex couples. Yeah. And this is is still a dynamic. Yeah, and it, and it, it kind of falls always. on the default it, it kind of then you you're kind of talking about some of that things like the default parent, like the parent who kind of bears sort of that that role of a lot of the yeah. parenting stuff. And so um I, again just to clarify, like it it I know we're talking about it a little bit in gendered terms just because that's how it's worked out for us, but also um trying to be aware of those other dynamics and other constellations of couples, you know, absolutely um, as well. So, um, so that's what I would say that, and I, and I just said it can't happen at the same time that that's a strong way of saying it, but I think for a moment, how this conversation Mm -hmm. is going to work, I think why it doesn't is it gets attack defense. I think this, the societal script on it comes in mm-hmm. way before anyone ever really opens their mouth and says, this is about what a failure you are. Right. And you're always going to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Good luck out there. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like a swift kick in the bum. And like, I just think it's, it just feels set up to go so poorly. poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think how it can 
work is pausing, slowing it down, you know, leading with what I asked you to to reflect about before, about like, this is how I expect this is going to go. Like, how do you think this is going to go? Like, what happens for you? I think that that just helps. Well, I don't think. That does help our nervous systems slow. And that is what we need in these conversations. Go ahead. Well, I I think that I I love what you said, because I, I would say, I think this is the key. This conversation so oftentimes becomes a conversation about the other part. This is what you're not doing, or this is how you're criticizing me, or this is what I'm doing and you're not. And really, I think if you cast it in the light of this is a conversation where you and your partner are trying to describe something about yourself and your experience, it it changes it. Because when I hear you say like, I just want you to understand something about what's happening for me. Like, okay, like, yeah, I want to, I want to hear about that. Uh, And, and yeah, tell tell me more. Like that that's not something I feel like I need to defend against. Right. My and, experience. Yeah, and 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 if I want to say okay, well this is what it feels like for me, even like I feel afraid to have this conversation because I feel like I might not do it right or or whatever it might be. That's still a conver- that that's a conversation about me right. and and what it feels like. Not not about you, I think we can very easily turn these against yeah, each other, but because you make me feel that right, way. Right. Right. And if you wouldn't, you would like, and that's, you know, the, and we can even cite times we've said the things that perpetuate that narrative and that is a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you're like, I just want you to understand something about what, what well, has happened to first, my world. That's what I want, because I do think that this yeah. is a several part conversation. Yes. And honestly, our workshop will get more into the that but, but I think help. that this is the part of the conversation that makes it even possible exactly to get to well, the rest not, of it. You're not going you, anywhere. You you unless. got mm-hmm. to back off of your defensiveness and of your anger and of your fear and all those things and and you and say Look, Are you talking to the yous out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Just like from from both sides. Like and and say like I need to you're trying to tell me something about your life. I need to listen and be curious about it and and not get defensive about what it is your partner is saying, even if they don't tell you perfectly. Because, well, just plan on it. Yeah. It's not, like, it, it, they won't. It, it, it's not going to come out perfectly, but, but you have to, um, at a baseline level, uh, kind of believe that you both want each other's best and you both want to understand each other's experience and that neither one of you wakes up in the morning and says, you know, whose life I want to make miserable. It's my partner's. And so that's what I'm going to do because that's how that, this conversation goes. Oftentimes it, it's, it's that contentious and, and it's that misguided in terms of um, part, how, how partners feel about one another and towards one another because of their resentment. Yes. Um, yes. Um, and I think resentment, yes, but I think even that word sounds a little angry, um, for this context, because I think what it really is, like it gets contentious because we're hurt. Yeah. Like, I feel like you are too concerned about making sure I understand your experience to even pause for a second to consider mine. Right. And that's like, really? Yeah. I, I'm trying to share something. I'm yeah. trying to tell you what this shift into being a mom has felt like for me. And you're going to tell me the 17 times this month you took out the trash and I didn't like that. <laughs> and, and like, that's kind of a joke. Like, no, uh, no. I think that that's how, how yeah, piddly like, it can get. Uh, yes. 
Um, and but that's, I, I do think, and that turns to resentment. Right. Um, but I think that first, it's really like we're here, like we're this couple that doesn't want to be soft and hear what this has been like. Like, so really. So I think I think how this conversation. Um, so, some kind of inroads into this conversation is with Aaron. I think you ask a really good question at the beginning and, and it's kind of this conversation about the conversation, right? So like when we think about mental load, you know, so Jesse and um, James are sitting there and they're like, Hey, this never goes well. Does it? And I, uh-uh, it doesn't. How, how come you think it doesn't go well and start with what is happening for you? I, Okay. I think that's a better question than how come it doesn't go well. Right, right. That, because, I feel like feels like an invitation, well, like because you get defensive. Right, and that, that's why I then okay. immediately said. <laughs> okay. So, so immediately said, and what I mean by that question when you say how come this isn't going well, like just lay off of each other and just say this is what happens, and even if it's like, well, I get defensive and I or I get angry or I feel like minimized or I feel like I'm being told I'm doing stuff wrong or that I'm failing or that I'm not doing enough. And I'm going to say like, those are often kind of some of the things that happen on your that, side that happen on the, on the non default, non mental load well, bearing let's just use us person. For yeah. The example. Yeah. For yeah. you. Yeah, exa- mm-hmm. exactly. For, and, and so to describe like that, that is what's happening without blaming your partner for it. And I think what's hard for, for the person in my seat is because the reason I honestly think sure. it doesn't go well is because I think you start um, elevating or highlighting, not elevating, because because the thing is, this conversation isn't about you not doing stuff. It's really not. It's what it because because as soon as it becomes about that, then I do hear about all the things you're doing. You think I don't take care of this? You don't know this, that, or the other. I handle all this, that, yeah. all, like, and honestly, even just saying that, like, I felt so deflated, just sure. like, that's not what I mean. Like, do you do stuff for a family? Yes. Do you have your own mental load? Yes. Is it the mental load of parenting? No, it, it's not. And and that's what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say you do nothing and you're um, completely worthless to our family, which I think is where it gets very personal. Yeah. Cause it's like, so you're saying I'm a bad parent and uninvolved and don't care. No. Well, and no, I will say and couples no. get really mean. I mean, there's yeah. some, th- there's some vicious stuff said to, to one another. And, and that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say like, that's on you as a couple. Like if, if you're going to sit there and attack one another and tear one another apart in that manner, like I get that you're upset. I get that you're frustrated. I get that you're hurt. I get that you, you want someone to understand something, but, but that's not, well, that <laughs> that's not the way to do it. But I think that's what that is. If that's you, that is just an indicator that y'all have gotten to a desperate place. Yeah. No one wants, no one sets out in this conversation to breathe fire at their partner. Yeah. That happens, which again, doesn't mean it's okay. Just because we can understand how it happens. I am not saying that it's okay because it's not going to get you anywhere. It doesn't. You already know that um, because I have breathed fire about this conversation and others before, sure. and I'm not proud of it. I, I try not to do that. But also for me, that's an indicator this is important. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. And something about this isn't 
being understood for us. And maybe it means we need help having it. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. seeing people like us. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a workshop. I'm not really sure what level you're feeling, but it doesn't continuing on that way. Mm -hmm. I I think when you said that's on you, I think no one wants to do that. Like that just feels like, (laughs) yeah, well, yeah, but, but I, yeah, sure. No, no one wants to do that, but, but also like, it, ha- um, you it gotta, does have you, to stop. Yeah, yes, you need totally. That has to change. I, I do think that there's a piece of this because we just sort of we're still kind of uh, because I I still think th- there's an end of like what are you? Well, may, and maybe you shared like what you're trying to communicate in terms of you, on your end of the um I th- uh, of the spectrum because I still think that there's with that I want you to understand my experience, but there's also a lot of hurt. There's a lot of like, um, I don't know. Like I even think that from a cultural societal kind of patriarchy standpoint, there, there's a lot of energy, uh, well-founded energy, I think too, uh, of just like, I think women in particular feeling sort of a, like oppressed by this idea of the mental load and like how there's just so many things assumed and placed on and lobbed over, um, in, in your direction that, I, that are about societal stuff too. And and I think that that's part of the conversation, like that, some of the energy around it too, which I also think that is some of the energy around you don't understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yes. I'm part now I'm part of the patriarchy, like even though that's sure. never, I mean, never been what you want to be a part of even a little, um, sure. but, but I will, I would like to sort of highlight something there too. It's not just an idea of the mental load. It is a weighty burden yes. of the mental load. It's, it is. It's a real thing. It's, yeah. it's not a made up well, thing. It's a, it's a felt <laughs> yes. thing. Like yeah, it is yeah, yeah. something that. I I don't just like think about, I feel Mm -hmm. it in Mm -hmm. my body. And and that's what you're trying to explain. That's what you, you're like, I I need you to get this. And I think, and I think this is one of the things that the workshop's really going to help with too. That is part of what I think both partners don't completely understand. Mm -hmm. Why can't I be articulate about this conversation? I don't entirely know how to describe it all the time. Like sometimes I need help with words. So often that's the sort of the the comments that we hear like in our Instagram or, you know, with people we work with, like, yes, I didn't, I couldn't find right. those words, but like, right. yes, that is what it feels like. Or, um, yeah. cause yeah. like it's hard to explain sometimes without, without it coming to, this is what I do and what you don't do, right. which is a little true one mm-hmm. and hard not to hear as a, uh, criticism yeah and and then i think there's also uh, an aspect of it too where where there can uh, i don't know if you think this or not like there's this comparative thing about parenting like i'm the better parent you're the worst parent or you know it kind of i you know it can feel compare it just can feel comparative or or feel like there's a competition on like who's being the best. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm um, learning some things. So I'm curious who you think is our best parent. No, I, you, honestly, most certainly. <laughs> um, now that feels like a canned answer if I've ever heard, but um, I don't feel like that. No, I, I think I, we're both great parents. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, yes. I also don't feel like that. I don't, I don't feel like it's a comparison. Uh-huh. I think what it is, that doesn't, that, so not, maybe that's, that's what's experience. happening over here on mm-hmm. this end, right? Like that part of that defensiveness 
and you know, maybe that's just me and not other people, but you know, maybe that's a dynamic too that's present. Is like, but you feel like there's I'm a saying, comparison. I'm a better yeah. parent than you. I'm doing more than you are. You're not doing anything. I'm doing everything. You don't have to deal with this. I do. You know, those kinds of things can can feel. Yeah. You know, again, I think that's one of those things where no, like I would say what what it feels like is you. Not that you're not moving towards our kids, but that you're not moving towards me. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, yeah. It, so no, I think I could, for me at least, um, and I'm not sure that, again, I don't think this speaks to all parents. I would take our kids out of the equation about yeah. like in terms of like the relational piece. Like, no, I, it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the parenting for me. Although that is one of the things like, yeah. um, whatever, but no, it doesn't. But, but I think it does. But so, yes. So again, this is how you have a confused conversation because you're talking about different things and you're experiencing different things, right? So what you, what needs to happen is you need to talk about why you don't like having the conversation and what it feels like so that there can be like, Oh, okay. So you're afraid you're going to do it wrong. Or you feel like there's a comparison thing. Or you feel like if I say mental load, I'm saying that you're a bad parent. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not even a little bit of what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking, like, Mm -hmm. so that you can, you can actually share rather than reacting to what you imagine or, or what gets triggered in you, you, you can have a, a conversation, you know, that's, that's more, um, the word that keeps coming up is generative, like yeah. where it goes somewhere, right? Where there's felt feelings and mm-hmm. a sh- not not an um, shared experience, and that will have the same way, but that you have been able to mm-hmm. share your experience in a way where you're heard. So for you to understand, like, oh, so when I bring this up, there's part, of, there's a conversation going on in your head where you hear me saying I'm a better parent than you. Huh, that makes a lot of sense why you get so, and, and then why you have like a, a list of 30 things that you've done as a parent that can be like, oh, well, okay. Like that's, wait a second. That's not what I mean to say. Help me understand how, like, what, are, mm-hmm. how does that happen? Okay. Like, so this is what, like those kinds of things you, you can. And this is where it can feel a little tedious i think Mm -hmm. because you're talking about talking about the conversation but honestly that is a that is the first step to a different conversation yeah well to the actual conversation to having it go like you want yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly um i think what i've been thinking about in terms of like what you can do to fix what's broken in this is to lead with your own personal fears i'm afraid to talk about this because I, i mean yours will be different. I don't mean this, but, um, or maybe they won't. I don't really know. Yours don't have to sound like this. This is sort of my fear. And, and, in having had this conversation is like, I'm afraid to bring this up. I'm afraid we're not going to understand each other. I'm afraid. I am afraid we're going to end up in a bigger fight and more disconnected. And I'm going to feel even lonelier than Mm, I do right now. Like, I think it's going to make it worse. I'm afraid Mm -hmm. what I want in this conversation is, is to feel felt and to mm-hmm. feel like you hear me and, and then to feel like I do want to hear from you too. It's not that I only want this conversation to be about me and my experience. And I do want mm-hmm. you to hear my experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that is also a way to slow it down. And and I think what I would say, you know, for uh, on my end is like, I, I, don't love this conversation because I feel like I'm just doing it all wrong. 
and and that I'm going to keep doing it wrong and I'm going to keep like not like I think one of the one of the most challenging difficult things frustrating things is is to have this feeling that you are feeling alone and and hurt and that I'm not helping like like I'm not like I'm not a part of helping you not feel that way but a part of 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 you, of you feeling that way which makes me feel like a big you know failure and, and that's a that's a, and we always talk about is a story based thing like that I yeah that you is know, your I, story that's a hard thing to feel not just in our relationship but just because that's something that I felt before and so when we talk about this conversation like I maybe get lost in that place you can uh, uh, yeah. get lost and, in uh, your story and, of doing yeah, it just wrong. messing up mm-hmm. right and and I don't want that and and so what I would want is is for us to feel like we are together and we are supporting each other and that we can help each other feel good and not, you know, about our life and and being together and not feel bad. And I think what Stephen just described, and you may have heard this word before, you may not have, I'm not sure if we've ever used it. I think we've done a podcast on it, but Mm co-regulation. What we are basically describing is not enmeshment, not like I'm supposed to now fix all of Stephen's broken places in his stories or he's supposed to fix all the broken right. places in mine. No, we're ex- we are explaining and describing our nervous system's reactions. We're telling each other what it might be like, what might happen, the places we might go, and slowing down together. Right. Um, and, and then expressing what you want, yes. what you hope for. And, and, then, and then from that point, you can be like, okay, like, well, what, like... Help me, you know, help me understand. And you kind of get into the, to the next level of what this conversation is. I think this, this right here is just about, look, like how to start. Um, And then honestly, I would say like the, you know, we're we're releasing this workshop on Friday. The workshop will help you think about how to, yeah, like how to do that first step and then how to, you know, progress through the rest of the conversation. What the content Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think. It's so important. It's so, this is an important conversation. To You need to have this conversation to feel connected because it is such a valuable piece of parent life. This is, yeah, this is happening in your relationship part. and feeling misunderstood or, or misrepresented in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just well. I mean, what a giant chasm between a couple? Right, it can. So it can either create a, a a beautiful, wonderful bridge that that you and your partner experience and feel together as a couple that then characterizes other difficult conversations like this throughout the history of your relationship and the future. And, yeah, mm-hmm. throughout the history of your relationship, which is the future, like th- like moving forward. Um, History is the past. Well, the the, the moving forward. Okay, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) You know what I mean. This can be the beginning of this. This can. Yes. Yes. Uh, You are right. That wasn't Jesse James. Um, And so, uh, (laughs) so, um, or it 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 can be that thing that is a chasm. Yes. That that moves forward through the history of your future. (laughs) relationship right it says see this is why we can't yeah. talk about that either because we can't talk about this and we can't talk about this yeah. basically we talk about yeah. nothing that's going to be complicated so look figure it out now because it's going to help you a lot later um well, yeah and now yeah yeah and and so jump in um no no better time than now 
Hey everyone, so just like we said in the show, our Mental Load Workshop is being released this Friday. You can find the workshop at couplescounselingforparents.com, just clicking on the workshop tab. And we really do think that this will be a workshop that can help you and your partner have this difficult conversation, but have it in a new way. So go to couplescounselingforparents.com this Friday and get the workshop. Today's show was produced by Aaron and Stephen Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the follow button and leave us a rating. This helps our content become more visible to others who might enjoy it, and it lets us know how we can keep improving the show. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.